Oh, hey, hey, y'all. Uh, the Robert Scott Bell Show is about to crank it up for another broadcast healing session. It is Friday, the, uh, was it the 30th already of June? Is that possible? Yeah, it is. Final day of June, 2023. Heading into the weekend. The holiday is upon us. If you guys celebrate Independence Day, I hope that you'll appreciate it for all that it uh, was set up to be. And that is to acknowledge that your rights come from God, not government. We got a lot to do on the uh, the air. Chava Levy is back with us, herbalist extraordinaire. Interestingly enough, all the way back to Georgia, not the Georgia I grew up in, but the one you know Bobbery was from. And then we have uh, Ashley Everly talking uh, vaccine issues and things like that. All of this is linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. So if you're ready for the weekend, we're almost there. You got to come through me or us. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, back at it, heading into the weekend. Uh, very excited about the upcoming Independence Day holiday and the opportunity to go deeper into uh, the real reason why America is very important and special on this planet, planet Earth. Uh, the history, of course, has been uh, rife with uh, stops and starts, abandonment and re-embracing uh, the reason why uh, this country is important. I'm not going to go into great detail today on that. At least I'm not planning on it. Uh, but the plan is uh, when we have Independence Day uh, spectacular, I have pretty much every year since 2004 when I first met Michael Badnarik, uh, we've done the Independence Day spectacular together. This will be the first year he's not on the planet with me doing that show. Uh, so we'll have uh, a special encore presentation on uh, July the 4th, Independence Day here in America. We've got also, I'm already telegraphing the future here because I'm so excited about Sunday's conversations uh, with Dr. Judy Mikovits and my friend Bobri Oren from Folium PX. You, it's amazing what we're going to reveal on Sunday. You guys want to be there. Don't forget, we do have an extra hour every week on Sundays. Come to robertscadbell.com slash listen. Sign up for the newsletter. And for those of you who don't know, um, being the last day of June, we didn't get a chance to do a Zoom AMA this month. So we're doing it on the first day of July, counting it for June. So our Saturday event will be the well, a noontime Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, Zoom AMA, and you can partake in that by being a patron supporter. And we've got lots of giveaways, too, that are fun, that more than make up in many, in many cases for the support that you throw our way. So thank you for that. Now, uh, uh, today we have scheduled Chava Levy, uh, who's an herbalist, and she's from uh, uh, Georgia, not the Georgia I grew up in, but basically the Russian Georgia, you know, that was uh, occupied by the Soviet Union back in the day. And uh, she's also friends with Bobri. And the uh, plan is to cover some great topics of healing with her this hour. And then Ashley Everly, who we haven't had on the show before, talking about some of the vaccine issues from her perspective, which is really good. Um, and, and speaking of the vaccine issues, um, yesterday we kind of got, got into it a little bit, me and Super D, about the, the, the lack of safety uh, testing because we played some clips of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Bobby Kennedy, being, uh, let's say, interviewed for for lack of a better way by a woman who 
was trying to push him on the vaccine issue and, you know, basically disagreed with him about things. And then they had a doctor who asked him about it, challenged him about it. And it was beautiful the way Bobby pushed back, not in a, a violent, angry way, but in a very factual way. You know, when the lady got it wrong, he pointed out how. And the idea that there was actual safety testing against inert placebo uh, and the woman insisted that there was because, well, everybody says it. And, and the AMA agrees, the AAP agrees, FDA says it. And the point Bobby made is that the FDA is a corrupt and captured agency, and they do indeed lie about things. And they've been sued to reveal that which uh, they didn't want to reveal, the fact that there are no placebo-controlled safety studies. And that's the first article today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And you'll see in the notes uh, from our friend, Dr. Jack James Lyons-Weiler, uh, from his popular ration, rationalism substack, a headline reads, vaccine makers do not use placebos to test the safety of their vaccines for kids. And then he says, don't fall for semantic arguments. Inert placebos alone allow full understanding of the risks associated with vaccines and their ingredients. And uh, Super Don had questions about it, too. I remember you brought that up. You weren't clear about, well, did they really do them? But you're just saying a, a little bit of a nuance that they didn't, but they sort of did. And I was pointing out how, how funny is it that, that he, you know, he must've been listening yesterday and he yeah, decided yeah. to, <laughs> cause yeah, I saw this and I was, just, I was just like, Oh, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's really, it's, it's very interesting, very eye eye-opening uh, because I'm sure there are other people out there that had the same question that I did, especially yeah. after the question was posed to RFK Jr. There on that news nation town hall. And so, yeah, you go down the list here, and it's just really informative here. That continue. Uh, he goes, uh, and actually, to, just to, for clarification here, the original source of this was from Children's Health Defense. This article he just republished it. Uh, but he goes vaccine by vaccine, and shows that in the safety test studies, which he puts in parentheses or quotation marks, uh, uh, it shows how the safety study was conducted, and for like the B vaccine. Uh, for example, uh, it, it was two hepatitis B vaccines that were compared to each other, yeah. not a placebo. In exactly. <laughs> this one here, it was a hepatitis B vaccine or a hepatitis B A vaccine, no placebo. Uh, uh, on this and, one, and, and, yeah, you and just keep going. D, hold on, going, going. Yeah, I'm hearing your voice sped up weirdly enough, and I don't know if I'm hearing it alone or if that's going out to the fees. I know. I know. We've been having right, some weirdness right. as far as our check the speed if you don't mind. Yeah, it's sort of like your 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 voice is hesitated gonna, and then sped gonna, up to catch up. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Take care right. of that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to listen to myself, but now I can't. So. Yeah, we'll get this figured out. Yeah, I'll put Tim on on mute. Anyway, if anybody heard that, uh, just type in. I see Leslie's in the chat room as well. Um, did you hear what I was hearing from Super Don? I could hear and understand him, but it was kind of a weird. Don's voice just went funny chipmunk speed. So, Cleo, you thank you for that. Uh, that's what I was hearing. Mr. Roboto, Lori says. Uh, and we've been having some strange glitches on the restream, and we're looking at even uh, StreamYard right now, trying to assess what the mysteries are, if we can solve them. And uh, yeah, even my wife said uh, Don's voice was coming in funny. Uh, so we'll get to that. But this article is so significant that James or Dr. Jack writes that it just kind of, you know, validates all of you who said there's something wrong here. There's something strange about these jabs, these in, these uh, injections that they haven't been analyzed. Now, I've been at this for a long time, decades, 
speaking about these issues. And I point out that there, there hasn't been safety testing. Of course, for the longest time, uh, the authorities or the authoritarians within uh, medicine, media, and, and government have claimed basically, just like that reporter or whoever it was interviewing Bobby Kennedy in yesterday's thing we, we played for you, just said, nope, it's not. You're telling a lie. It's not true. And so that was it. There was no uh, allowance for a discussion to point out, look, whether you uh, are lying or not, I'm not going to say because Bobby Kennedy is like he doesn't you know, call you a liar, although he did say the FDA lies, but he's not attacking people personally. He's just going, all right, look, you're mistaken. You don't have the right information. Here it is. And Dr. Jack pushes further in that he lays it all out that the studies the supposed safety studies that were conducted were not, in fact, placebo-controlled studies. In fact, you know, the HPV shot, right, Gardasil, you remember that? And then Cervarix was the other one. They weren't tested against inert placebo either. They were tested against um, adjuvants, if you will. Not saline, but adjuvants that are known, of course, to uh, create uh, inflammatory response of the immune system and adverse effects. So these are things to consider as we uh, um, finally perhaps have an opportunity to have conversations and whether you like Bobby Kennedy or not, whether you believe you'll be a good president or not, or, a, or even a candidate uh, running for the Democratic Party, uh, this is something that has not happened where the mainstream so-called media, even though it's sort of a new media scenario on Super Don mentioned this yesterday where some of these podcasts have popped up different uh, various uh, news media organizations that are somewhat independent but they 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 typically still have that slant you know and 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 if they're if they're coming from the political left they pretty much assess and assume that um, Bobby Kennedy is wrong on vaccines that's where they that's where they always go and then then others complain all he's doing is running on the vaccine issue which is not the case at all except that everybody asks him about it, all the reporters. Out. Now, they want it to be a gotcha thing to discredit him, and it turns out it's an opportunity for him to push back in a very cogent, coherent, and sober manner as to the things that people have assumed were real, right, correct, true, factual, or in fact not. They've been told a lie, and now they're having to confront their, well, that they've been promoting false information, which is embarrassing for those that claim to have the mantle of truth or facts on their side. And yet, if they have integrity, it's an opportunity for them to do a mea culpa, to come up and go, mm, man, I, I guess I was deceived. Now, people with integrity that are not led by ego first, even if there's an ego involved because we all have an ego, it's part of how we go out into the world and face the world. But if you put that not first, but, you know, somewhere down the line that your integrity is more important, you'll, you'll when you're confronted with facts that don't add up for you. And then, you you know, this is what Bobby Kennedy's point is, too. It's like, look, if I got this wrong, I am not above, you know, assessing information that's new and changing my perspective. Which, oh, my gosh, how unreasonable that Bobby Kennedy, that crazy guy, right, who says all this about vaccines. He's saying exactly what I would say as well. If I was confronted with information that had violated what I believe to be true, I would go, well, let me reassess it. Now, I'm not going to just blindly go, oh, well, you say it because you're a bigger authority than me of some kind. As, as if I claim to be an authority, I don't. But if you just say it, it's not going to be enough. I'm going to have to you know, analyze it, investigate it. And I think that's an important part of what's been lost 
in what is so-called the religion or the, the 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 cult of science or scientism, or as my dearly departed friend Liam Sheff would say, sci-fientism, sci-fientism. Uh, so check out this article by uh, Dr. Jack. And by the way, when you get a course or any of the coursework available to you through ipac-edu.org, use the code RSB. I don't remember if it's RSB10, Super Don, maybe you know, but I think it may, might have just been RSB and you'll get 10% off. Uh, for uh, let's, let's see if this is working first. okay. Is this working okay now? Yes, sounds a lot of better. Yes, yeah. <sighs> Did you think I, I am so tired of all the glitches, in? man? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Hobbs all ready to go. We uh, okay. we we all kicked right. the computer and yelled at it a couple times, threw a big rock <laughs> at it, and I think it's working now. Okay. Oh, beautiful, uh, beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, so, what was it the the code you were wondering for, uh, for who? For ipac-edu.org, Jack, Dr. Jax. Oh, geez. RSB or I'll RSB have to go back and look. I'll okay. confirm that for you. Because, yeah, that's something, again, I love the, the to give everybody the opportunity to tap into the things that I, you know, really believe in, will utilize, whether they be products, services, you know, like Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. RSB. RSB is the code. So if you want 10% off uh, the, the coursework available to you through ipac and Dr. Jackie's given that at 10% as well. And there are many discounts that are available to you. Also, I think July 1st begins the virtual race, the run, the daily run for uh, Trinity. It, it raises funds for the scholarship uh, uh, fund, if you will, because there are people that are in need, even though Trinity School of Natural Health is very reasonably priced, extraordinarily valuable for what you get and how much you have to give out. You don't go into massive debt like in uh, you know, these uh, different schools or so-called dot edu universities, which, by the way, the Supreme Court ruled against Biden's uh, student loan forgiveness program or mm-hmm. cancellation. Oh, yeah. And Super Don, you and I were talking about this. Uh, I, of course, I believe in responsibility, right? If you engage and do something. But I think much of the student loan program is or the whole of it is unconstitutional. Not only that, I believe it's unconscionable because it deceives people. And it gives them an, an idea that they're going to get almost free money or a discounted rate. But then they come out of university and they're they're learning to be little Marxist, collectivist, communist. And then they can't find work to ever pay the loan back. Yeah. So, it, well, it didn't used to be that way. It used no. to be the, the the system was structured in a certain way where it was yeah. like you, if you if you didn't go to college and get a degree, nobody would hire you unless you were flipping burgers. Yeah. Or the, the, yeah. things have changed dramatic, yeah. you know, uh, just dramatically over, uh, you know, oh, the yeah. years. So now it's like you can you don't need to go to college. You can get a really great. Oh, yeah, no, job. I, you, yeah. I would say this for anybody in the West, particularly in America. Your best bet is to invest in yourself, to become an entrepreneur. And you might have to work for folks to get there, to learn skills or get out there. Yeah. As an alternative, mm-hmm. learn a trade. Yeah. The tradesmen out there mm-hmm. are making five times what it is people are are making that are coming out with getting their bachelor's degree yeah you know and they're getting out and they can't find work but the guys that are out there doing the work the the the, the different trade you know type uh, uh occupations yeah they have no debt and and they're making great money so i mean exactly. that is an alternative as well yeah and my son went to trade trade school to learn uh, precision machining and she he, he didn't come out with debt it's very reasonable and he's doing really well getting paid in gold by the way uh, and I, I would just say this, and this is at the risk of upsetting conservative Republicans, if you will, is that I, I wouldn't upset me if they just canceled the whole student loan program and all the debt associated with it. 
and like, oh my gosh, Robert, now you're on the side of, of, of the Democrat leftists that don't believe in responsibility. No, I, I think the program's a scam. It's a dupe and people were tricked. And, and I don't, not everybody, but at the same time, look what they do, as you point out, sending all this money that gets lost in Ukraine. Like they can have all that money to do. And it's like, and they say, no, 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 we have to have, you know, the little bit we can bleed from you. Um, so I, I think the, uh, the whole program needs to be canceled and, and uh, de- demolished. And the entire university system is just so corrupt. And they have been able to jack up prices artificially because of the loan programs primarily. That is not a real market force scenario to find out, is that education worth it? if you come out with that kind of debt. So I would say Trinity school is much better things we've been talking about, like on IPAC, you'll actually come out with information you can use to your benefit and not be in massive debt or debt at all. So yep. with that, how about the deficit and debt uh, due to relying on pharmaceutical drugs instead of the botanicals of creation, substance of creation. Yeah. You call them herbs. Uh, someone who knows it really well. My friend, Chava Levy, she's joining us now on the Robert Chad Bell Show. Are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, Manishma. How amazing. You're so sweet. How are you? And by the way, my friend and your friend, Bobri, also from Georgia, where you're from, sends hello and sends his love. And Yes. And that's so amazing. I'm like a family, isn't it, is. Robert? I feel like you are now part of me, and your mom is like my grandma. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, I think Bobby was telling me, yes, and I know her, was it your brother or father? Somebody's a musician as well. Your father, father. He, he just praises yeah. your father's musicianship as well. He says, you'll just be floating away on his music. <laughs> yes. Well, see, my father was one of the first ones who broke the i would say communist russia and the way of thinking because he he wrote the first rock opera at that time you wouldn't allow to write anything crazy you would just allow to write everything what they would permit you to write and he was like thought a little bit out of the box and and he wrote a first rock opera so that so that was and the rock opera name was adam and eve and that's why i am eve <laughs> he called me <laughs> and the same name so yeah but yeah it's a wonderful history is beautiful and and you know the idea is to break um, the rules i think this is what one of the most important things in our time is also very crucial because many people really think just inside the box. It's time now to think outside of mm-hmm. the box. Do not uh, kind of limit yourself and stick with what you learn, but unlearn and relearn and new things. And this is all about. Now, go back to the history. I know we've been on, you've been on the show before. We got to hang out a little bit at the Atlanta event with Tia. Uh, and we yeah. had a great time there with the Next Steps conference. But, you know, if you're coming from somewhere like Russia or Soviet occupied Georgia and your journey out yes. of there and also you, your knowledge and skill set in terms of herbalism and thinking outside the box, outside of way outside Big Pharma, of course, did that start in your upbringing in Georgia? Give us a back backstory and history for those that don't know you. See, Yes, let me tell you a little bit about my history. I think this is what shaped me in what I am right now. Um, 
um, I never thought that I will be like that, but uh, but listen, um, sometimes I do think I go back and I think why and how I become who I am now and what is really allowed me to live outside of the box and think different than everybody else. Well, I think when you usually go to the regular mainstream, like like we've done in, in Georgia, Russia was the same. You go to school, right? You go to kindergarten, nursery, kindergarten, you go to first grade and then you continue. You learn the same subjects they learn here in the United States. They learn the same math and English and and so on, so etc. Um, so, but the interesting part was that I couldn't stay in school. So I was supposed to drop out of the school because I just couldn't fit myself there. I couldn't sit for hours and, and listen to the teacher and memorize the songs they would let you memorize because the Russian is a little bit more I would say strict European um, education, it's much more strict mm. than here, okay? So then we needed to memorize everything. In, 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 and so I couldn't do that. And the only place that I would feel myself connected, it would be um, history, I don't know why, art, music, theater. So this is the places where I could be an hours. I could sit and, and doing my art projects sometimes for days without even going outside. But if you put me in a classroom, I would just go to sleep. In a couple of minutes, I would just put my hand down, <laughs> my head on the table and bye-bye. I don't know what's going on there. Forget about the math and all the other things, right? I'm not saying it's, <laughs> but that's me. And and so that's one part. And I'm thankful that my father pulled me out of the school. Well, meaning that he figured out that I think it's a waste of time. Let's just pull you out of the school. And then I just went to more private education where I, I learned how to um, how to um, draw because I've been an art teacher for, for also 20 years. I've been teaching um, art and um, theater. And I was an actress since a very young age, you know, because... Uh, this was my passion. <laughs> so, and, and the people that I've met also being outside of the box. And, I, and twice a year, we would go visit in the forest. It's a special place, which is also, it's very interesting, but I think this is what shaped me even more than anything around, is that we would go every summer and every winter, we would go to the forest. There is a special place where only musicians was allowed to go there. Now, I figured out why it was specifically made only for your musicians is because in Russia at that time, as I mentioned in the, in the previous, that you cannot just write whatever you want. So they would put all composers or all the or all the artists in one place and they would monitor them, what they write and how they write. But for me, I, at that time, I didn't realize that, that why it was. For me, it was the best time of my life because my father would sit write operas or music or whatever. And I had time for myself, just wander in the forest, just be with mother nature. And I think that's what shaped me, just wandering in those forests, just 
passing and building bridges with myself, without anyone around, just me and the nature and butterflies and, and, and suddenly river flowing and you can just stick your feet inside, nobody cares. I think this is by the end what shaped me more than anything, right? So, and I'm so thankful. And when I close my eyes, all what I remember is this beautiful forest, either was a summer or winter, where I wandered freely without anyone telling me anything and not putting me into this certain structure and telling me this is what you have to do. Well, I still, you know, Russian, as I said before, your opinion is different. My father would force me to do playing music for four hours a day. You have to still do your math, like for an hour, you know, there was a still, I mean, it's, it's important. You can't just really go wild. <laughs> Otherwise you're gonna lose yourself completely, but but this is what shaped me. And then in Georgia, you, you don't understand, but there's such a wonderful people who don't live in the city, but they live far away. And I would go visit my friends. Um, and, I, and the only person that I do remember when I close my eyes is this old grandmother. When at that, at that time, I thought she's crazy. Look at her, how she dressed. She always wears something over her head and she dressed in these dark clothes and she wake, she goes to sleep as soon as the sun goes down. And we would laugh. Oh, she's so stupid. Look, she doesn't know what she's doing. We have now so much fun. We're going to watch movies. Yay, we have so much fun. And then this lady would just go leave everything, shut the door and go to sleep. She would wake up early in the morning, sometimes four o'clock in the morning. And I would hear like somebody's walking and like going to the kitchen, starting the fire and then going taking care of the animals. And this is what actually, when I close my eyes, she's standing in front of me and I say, I want to be like her. I want to go back to this simplicity because watching the stupid movies and going on these phones didn't bring me anything besides making my mind more crazy, making my mind go wild and be more stupid and follow. Oh, look at Michael Jackson. Yay, everybody to Michael. <laughs> and it become my so instead, yeah. no, let the cow to be my teacher. Let the nature to teach me what I want. I'm talking about the 80s, yeah. you know, that, at that time. Right, Michael right. Jackson hey, Kaba, uh, how old were you when you came to America? Okay, so, um, well, I didn't came straight to America. I, f I first went like to Israel. Like Bob did, yes. And, Right, right. So usually what happens is that in in, in Georgia and Russia in those areas, the people uh, there is a a, a special um, was it like um, a lottery um, to be like, able to? Like there's a group of people who come to different cities and they gather people who are um, a unique in a certain skill. So at that time, I was a I was I would say a good artist because I uh, I came to America. They brought me to America as a student. Um, exchange and I was in um, in um, Armstrong in, in actually in Georgia here <laughs> in a college for for a month for exchange I did my shows there like I, I put my pictures on in the galleries and then I went back and then I received a call that they want me in Israel to come and start doing art so I, they brought me in as a as I would say as a, 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 a as someone who have a good skills, which will help to the 
Israeli land to bring, right. you know, Kaba, nickname, was, was this before or after the fall of the Soviet Union when you left? So I, I just, so yeah, that's very good question because what happened is that um, I left um, right before it's all, um, no, kind of no, I would say um, I was when they actually, Georgia, uh, Georgia decided they want to be free away from Russia. And what happened is that it was just a year before I left. And what they've done is they cut ours from electricity, from water. We didn't have no food. We had no, it was horrible. Like just one day you wake up, you have no light, you have no electricity, no running water, nothing. And then people fight it and there was blood everywhere, bloodshed. It was very horrible to see that. I was through that and then I went to, to Israel. So I basically left Georgia right when they declared freedom. So I really didn't enjoy to see a real Georgia when you, you basically spoke the real Georgian language and not Russian because at that time you only spoke Russian. We were, you know, the, the, the Lenin's uh, pins and, and the red ties because that's what was, it was required. at that time. Now, did you also learn Hebrew growing up and English growing up? No, so I did learn English a little bit in Georgia, yes. But then when I moved to Israel, I I'm, I forgot all, <laughs> I forgot my English completely. Hmm. Like, and then I learned in Hebrew, and then when I came here, I relearned English back again. So, <laughs> what a journey! Yeah, I still struggle because I do speak couple of languages. Like, I speak a little bit. Obviously, I speak Hebrew. I speak English, as you hear, my broken English. But I do also speak a little bit Georgian and and Russian, yeah. obviously. So. Wow! Well, what a journey! I thank you for reviewing, you know, a little bit of your life's uh, trek to get to America. And I was thinking of this beautiful forest that you described, and now. You end up, if I'm not mistaken, in the Los Angeles area, which is like you know, described as as pavement in a beautiful weather zone, yes. right? Uh, and of yes. all places to settle, uh, and, and you know, now of course your focal point, your life's work is a lot surrounding helping people to get well. I like that, like bringing yes. the power to heal back where it belongs with them, and through the use of botanical substances, primarily uh, the substances of creation created by God, not by man. Uh, that can be utilized to correct things that we've done, let's just say wrong. Uh, and and that journey, as you talk about what drove you to want to be like that, um, was that something you had immediately when you went to Amer came to America and immediately said, here I am, I know herbs, I can help you? Or was it still more to journey to get to that point? Right. So I would say life is a journey and it is a journey. It's not easy. When people sometimes come tell me, oh, just tell me where you learn. Can I just also do the same? I say no, because what resonates with me, not necessarily resonates with someone else. So this is my journey. This is me. And I started my journey still when I was in Israel. I was a young mom. See, I grew up without mother. My mom passed away when I was just nine years old. So I basically also never met much my mom. She was never around me. I grew up with my grandmother and then I moved to live with my father. So I don't really live with my mom. I never felt the love that needed of a mom's love, you know. So when I met my husband and I had my first son at age 19, I had no clue what to do. 
no one nobody tell me what to do so i just follow the doctors and what happened is that that you just follow the doctors you do, you follow the advices you try to be the best the way you are and what happens is that my son got sick every every week he would get sick with ear infection and bronchitis asthma oh my god it was just crazy and then my second son was born also asthma i end up in the hospital with it, it was just a, such a crazy cycle. And, you know, for me coming to the new place, which was for me, Israel was a new place. You know, it's a new mentality. It's different. You don't really close to nature the way I I, I, I So you just follow like everybody else. But then in my heart, I felt something is not okay because I've never been by the doctors. I, I remember my grandmother, she would do certain treatments on me if I would get sick. She would just like give some blessings and that's it. But not that I remember my, my, my grandma taking me to the doctor every week. And I end up doing taking my son every single week to the doctor. I start even writing, you know, in my notebooks and I realized there's something is wrong. What is going on yes. here? So then what I found is that it's just, it's, it's just amazing. What I found is just, I have to really go back to what I learned and uh, unlearn what, what you've been given up until now. So that's how I went to the different health food store in, in Jerusalem. And trust me, there was no many stores at that time. At that time, there was maybe one small store and maybe they had a, like one cucumber and like one squash, like sitting on by yeah, the end uh, of the, like, you uh, know, <laughs> and, and, the, and there was like few other remedies and like, what are those stuff? I have no idea, but I'm going to buy books. I'm going to try to figure out myself. And that's when I started learning about maybe the milk is not good. That not, uh, you know, certain things. I start slowly touching a certain, a certain, I would say, important points toward um, where I yeah. am now. But that was just my journey, my beginning. And when I got to America, um, I came with three children at that time. And pregnant with my fourth one. I'm a mother to six now. I'm a grandmother wow. to two. <laughs> but the beautiful is when I came here, was the same like new people new environment so i kind of went back back to doctors follow the orders and then i realized no 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 just this is not the right way let's look for the better stuff so here it's in america it's much easier right so then i went to the health food store here i've met a neighbor who would start bringing a raw milk from our local community so i got more engaged and in the meantime, I also myself was an art teacher teaching art and not just art, but also um, um, I was in, in the kindergarten teaching mm -hmm. children. And then I see every day what children are eating. And then like, yeah. wow, I mean, this is what the children eating. Something is not okay. We have to change it. So I, when I start learning, <laughs> I become a holistic health coach. This was like kind of beginning of slowly touching where I'm at now. But, you know, 
a holistic health coach, which is very good. It's all about food, fancy food, cook this way, cook, cook, cook that way. Yeah, that's very good. Then I met the homeopathic doctor. He was amazing, but he would say, yeah, chicken, it doesn't matter. You can eat whatever chicken, just take homeopathy. I said, something doesn't make sense. You go to the Chinese doctor, you know, teach me. I'm hungry. I want to know what to do, how to help so many people and my children as well. So he would tell me, yeah, so for your son, one of your boys, he's like, a, he needs a quinoa. Another son, he might need a little, he more like needs rice but your third and fourth children are okay with a buckwheat. Now I'm a mother to four or five children. You asking me now right. to cook. Oh my gosh. And variety of dishes. This is not possible. Who's gonna do that? So then I said, this is not okay. I have to figure out the way that will speak for everybody. Mm. So through that, this is my journey where I am now is that I will never ask a mom, hey, cook five, six different dishes because that's nonsense. I know nobody can do it. Yes, you can speak that. You can show them. They will shake, will tell you yes, but they'll just go home and do whatever. So through my process, I learned how to really become a much more, I would say, um, um, I, I would say how re really easy yeah. make easy the mom mm -hmm. um, to really help and take care of the family by going more I would say more sustainable mm -hmm. way let's put it this way it is sustainable way because it's unsustainable to cook five six different mm -hmm. dishes it's unsustainable running especially if you have a large family you cannot you know you can cook different dishes and also you can run to different doctors so you really have to learn a simple strategy where you can take care of everyone in a simple way and and, and that's what i do and yes. it works it works so amazingly because i see so many people you know uh, <laughs> and and it's Kama, amazing it, yeah, yeah your journey is unique and i wanted you to share it so that people understand that um, there are so many ways to learn about the things that can help us and help each other and there's not one way, as you said, outside the box. Right now, we're at a, yes. a, a crossroads in, in our history to recognize that we have been programmed by institutions that have an investment in disempowering us about our health and so right. many things. So part of the process is unlearning, or if you can't unlearn, then deprogram and then start thinking yes. uh, more clearly, more connected to the source of nature and nature is God, so to speak. And then as you point out, too, with families that have wide divergent needs how do you simplify it so that can be actually done for the benefit of all of them um, you have of course a website we have linked up in the show notes today hava h-a-v-a wellness.com that gives a lot of access to the things that you've helped uh, uncover and bring to the bring to the fore in fact i had uh, i just i posted this while you were talking our friend tia our friend yeah. tia is in the audience and so mom says hi as well my mom says hi uh, and she says this, hi, I'm so thankful for Hava giving me her wonderful salve. I had it with me in the hospital and it has really helped with healing from my broken wrist and ankle. Tia went through a, a mess she's been through. And so yes. uh, she's very grateful that you sent her some things. And I just, you know, the practical thing is you actually have tools that people can access, can order from you and come into their homes. Yes. Uh, that You don't have to learn everything Hava knows to benefit by what Hava knows. <laughs> So uh, that's part of your journey as well to help people. 
Right. And uh, well, we learn from each other and then we apply to what's good to us. See, because my strategy is like that. I don't give you one way. I give you a variety of ways in simplified ways. And then what happens is I usually say, well, maybe a certain tea, it's like people like, okay, so can I drink dandelion tea? You can have it five or six different varieties of teas. Not necessarily you have to stick with one because someone said that's good. No, have a couple ones. And I usually say then open the cabinet and look and just your body will send you to the right herb, but have at least access Dude, to, you know, to variety Kava, of herbs. What you just said is so very important and so often overlooked and not said as I try to remind everybody, including myself, that the real yeah. teacher, the real healer is God, is a creator, is whatever. I know everybody's got their different views and beliefs on that, but that is the right. guiding, you know, light principle, whatever, whether you know you're the most learned person on the planet or whether you're the most humble, you grew up in the streets and you had no access to, you know, a lot of knowledge that you can be given that gift of knowing once you learn the language of your body, which is a reflection of, you know, that which created it and the connection to the most high that, that which is always working for our benefit. If we learn the language and listen and then apply what we're given, whether we go to a formal school education and get a doctorate, which is often you learn the wrong things anyway, or because I said, you've self-taught, you've invested in learning and then applying that, what you've learned to find out if it's real, does it work? Does it not work? And you've, you know, again, you've, you've done this for a long time to help people get there. I I'd say a little bit quicker. That's what we try to do. Make it simpler for people so they don't have to suffer yes. through uh, those. Some people may want to, and that's their choice. But as I said, the real right. healer is well beyond the mind well beyond what we know or think we know, how smart we are. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. See, and uh, 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 in reality, we don't understand that the body that we live is, is such a, an amazing creation of God. And, and, and we've been taught like pain is something bad. We've been taught like certain, as I said, they put us in a certain box where if you really think, no, your body is a self-healing machine and it can rebuild as, I think we spoke about that before, but if you provide the right tools, but what are those right tools? Right tools are the ones that come from nature, that the God already gave you them, right? That's the beauty of it. The God actually provides us with everything and, and, and with the self-healing machine, which is our body. And we don't really understand that we can heal. We are so powerful just by using the brain. You know, many people come and tell me, oh, I'm sick. I said, you know what? Actually, you're not sick. It's just the way the brain, is. we have to re learn how to rewire mm. the brain, meaning that teach the brain to think differently. And when you think and you open a new window, then so much more opportunities open to you. You know, I just recently, when actually when it happened with Tia, there was a, three more people who opened also broke their wrist. It's crazy. It's just we happen one after another. And the one lady who came, she came to my house and I said, like, from what I see, I don't think you need a surgery. She said, yeah, but I went to three different doctors and everybody said we have to do a surgery. I said, Shh. what do you think? 
what you like what what your heart is telling you inside yep i'm in fear and she cries and she and she wipes her tears i'm not sure i said no please what do you feel how i feel like what you're saying is more correct i said that's it then fuck all the other, I'm sorry for my language, forget everything, forget what the doctor's telling you, empower yourself and let's do the right thing. Let's do some massages, let's create circulation. Then I'll send you to the good chiropractor who will, with love, will slowly adjust your hand and let's see if miracle will happen. And guess what? She went there and she will start working on her hand and the two days later, she says, I cannot believe it. I can heal my hand. See, this is what, but the problem is this, this minute where there's a breaking point where you're not really sure. And there we need a trust in God because in this minute, most people are like, they're just losing it. No, well, no, I'm and then they, then they trust it. in doctors. And even if they mean well, they're right. often trained not to pay attention to the things we're talking about here. That is the, the subtle yet deep messages coming from far beyond the mind to direct, you know, action right. and healing that is needed. That is far beyond a book of any kind, medical or otherwise. And, you know, utilizing the herbs of creation, symphytum is the homeopathic form of bone set or knit bone or comfrey, you know, as a poultice topically. Yeah. I mean, the miracle of rapid recovery, you know, doctors expect it to be this. And then you utilize the substances of creation, God's medicine. And you come back and the doctor goes, well, I don't understand this. What did you do? And they'll deny or they'll call it a miracle if they can use the term miracle or spontaneous healing because they don't explain it. Or if they're open to it, they'll go, whatever you're doing, keep doing. Or even better, hey, what is it that you did? I'd like to learn that and apply it. But very often the physician who's licensed uh, is not uh, allowed, if you will, to utilize the substances that we know about, that you know about, that you can get at HavaWellness.com as well. But but but, oh, but is I want also our listeners to understand is not that me and you and all these people in natural healing that we are against the doctors because doctors they have also important point and some sometimes we cannot fix the bone if it's completely broken yes we need to kind of put them back together and thank you for those doctors you know sometimes we do need antibiotics which is a life-saving but not not in the way is is used and i usually say only for emergency and how often emergency happens once in a blue moon but then the rest you learn how to take care of, and the beauty of it that you know and the swabbing and this all this testing that must stop it is a paranoia this fear oh my gosh a little bit throw goes to take to stick the swab in your throat and oh you have the strep now is the time to get antibiotic excuse me and you know this is actually that's amazing that we are speaking now for all the listeners out there stop doing the swab testing i'll tell you why because i just had two days ago a very I would say set case and I see this every single day. Robert, hopefully if that's okay if I'll I'll yeah, mention that because 
will use will use this as much as it possible to educate people empower them so you have a little bit throat pain and you see some white dots and most cases the parents are afraid to go to the doctor the doctor makes the swab and then they see oh you have a strep unfortunately you have to take antibiotics now we have a big problem with it from what i see from my work from my time working with people then in most cases it's not a dangerous strep it's not the strep that everybody is afraid this is a more viral or even bacterial it's fine you know but it's not the one that is dangerous one so when you swab they tell you yes you have this positive um, but that doesn't mean which strain it is and actually it's not me dr mendelssohn as we know how to grow childness okay so he writes there it's a very rare to have this dangerous strain and to really know which strain it is you have to do a blood test who the heck is doing nobody. blood tests? nobody so most parents they go to the doctor they do the swab put the child on antibiotics. Now what happens? <laughs> antibiotics, they do whatever they know the best. They kill everything from right and left. Okay. But the problem is the problem never goes. And then what happens is that it comes back in a few days. Usually it comes back in a few days, the same throat pain, fever problem. So the child been now for 10 days on antibiotics. Now he, after finishing the, the treatment, after two, three days, the child is back again with the same symptoms. The same parent, what is doing? Taking the child back to the doctor and the doctor, what is doing? The same as we always know, let's swap it again. But this time the test is still positive. Let's give him a stronger antibiotic. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you slapped on one on one cheek. That's not enough. Let's right. slap you on another one. Most people and parents are okay with it. And then guess what? Usually second round of antibiotics, it's very strong. They destroy complete the gut floor, especially for the mm -hmm. young children. And then what happens? The child in three, four days after finishing the same antibiotic, a stronger antibiotic goes back again with the same symptoms. And now with the more problems, because now they have intestinal yeah, bacteria. Yeah, not just same symptoms, but more, as you point out, more symptoms. Now they have skin rashes. Now they have uh, sinus issues. They have lung issues. They have, uh, you know, yeah, they have all kinds of uh, bowel uh, problems, malabsorption, nutrient deficiencies, right. on and on. But listen to that, Robert, listen to this. This is, this is, I'm telling you, parents, please, for the love of God, listen, listen. And then you went to the doctor, twice been prescribed antibiotics. And the third time you see the child again with the same symptoms. What usually most parents do, they go back to the same doctor. And the same doctor said, okay, so now I think we're going to give him an adiptic because that two antibiotic didn't really properly treat what we needed. Yeah. And then people go on the third round of antibiotics. And then, so my why i'm saying this to you i'm saying this to you that if you could just prevent all that all this headache all this pain all this fear the child the body the god-given body tells you i have something here a little bit throat itches you open the child's mouth you see some dots give some honey some 
powerful herbs like echinacea, golden seal. Make sure they're pooping properly, most children. They're not. They're drinking. They're properly hydrated. A little bit cough. Okay, put some onions over the feet. Do some massage with some cayenne salt. Create circulation. Good, a good bath. And guess what? In two days, your child is back running. So if you could just avoid all this headache, all this swabbing, fear, mm-hmm. antibiotics, causing which more damage, you could just prevent it by knowledge. Simple knowledge, what you're teaching, what I teach, and what all natural healers are teaching us. Hava beautifully said. I I encourage everybody, if you haven't checked out her website, HavaWellness.com. Tia continues to praise you for all the help that you've given her in her recovery. And I'm so grateful that you've been able to do that as well. Um, There's a story here real quick. Yes. Story here real quick from the Defender. And you're in California. It's an interesting story. It says Skittles, Bill. Skittles. You know what? You've heard about Skittles? You heard you know what this is? Exactly. It's the it's the colors of the rainbow that you're supposed to eat in food, but not real. All artificial, oh, all synthetic oh, candies. There it is. Oh, oh my you goodness. Seen that? Yes, yes. Yeah. So okay. California is going to ban five food additives linked to cancer, hormone disruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's stunning to see, you know, California, it's done a lot to prevent people from being free to heal the way we would describe them. And yes. they want to mandate kids getting toxic injections and things. Um, now, I'm not a, you know, I'm a liberty guy. I'm a freedom guy. But at the same time, when we go back to the early 20th century, you learn about the Pure Food and Drug Act and Harvey Wiley, the precursor to the FDA, and it had really good intentions. It's like, listen, we want to stop people from poisoning people. Simple as that. Like if you poison people, that's not good. And yet now that agency that was supposed to be in charge of protecting the food supply so that couldn't be adulterated and toxic and all of that is the main agency that protects the poisoners of our food of our medicine or the medicine itself is poison. So it's an interesting discussion that we need to have about what is the role of government in protecting us from these dangerous, harmful additives versus you have woken up in this context. I have in my family said, we just don't buy the stuff. Do we need government to ban it yet? Who then suffers the, the poorest among us that have no access or little access to the information that this stuff is, is dangerous for your children. It's also artificially cheap because a lot of this stuff is subsidized. So there's no real free market for a cost. Like when we talk about organic food and they say, oh, it's so expensive. And then uh, um, f- uh, the farmer, uh, what, what's his name? Um, Joel Salatin says, if you think organic food is expensive, have you priced cancer lately? Because we know of the cause-effect relationship with these toxic poisons and additives and things. Now, the uh, WHO is finally acknowledging that aspartame, a.k.a. NutraSweet, is a carcinogen, cancer-causing agent. And yet our FDA still says, oh, it's fine. It's safe. So how can we rely on government to protect us when it is captured by industries that profit off of our ignorance and our injury and our diseases that are caused by them and the doctors, even if they mean well, by poisoning us for profit in the guise of, we can poison you back to health, which makes no sense at all. See, while you've been speaking so beautifully, in my mind, I was thinking, and, and I said, see, that's what means by, we don't need government. We don't need anyone to tell me what is good and what's bad. Mm-hmm. And, and and we just have to kind of stay away from all all this 
things that brought us this sickness and 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 yes those stuff are cheap and yes those stuff are available and those stuff but we we as a parents this is our job is to protect our children and educate them for better mm -hmm. and the problem is that many people are still asleep so they rely on somebody else and for me i i would say forget about the government you as a human being you just you go outside you as robert me as hava or every what these beautiful souls out there whoever feels that you have something to say something to help with someone you know there's a beautiful blessing of a dr christopher once said are you waking today did I help someone today? So when you wake up in the morning, for God's sake, you go outside to Trader Joe's and you see somebody who's buying the junk, maybe approach them, maybe give them some love. It might seem crazy what I'm saying now, but this is works because people just so out of touch. They don't feel that they're loved anymore. Right. Even adult people like us we don't feel that we need this love everybody sitting in their own places hiding in their own places and the government comes and gives you a bite but if we create a community if you the way you create community and i why go and we help people and we say i go to a trader i don't go trader joe's but, but <laughs> If I walk around and, and, yes. and I see somebody is gardening outside or even I'm in a, right in the middle of the place, Beverly La Brea, you know, it's right here. And, 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 and you see people even just watering some plants. This is so beautiful. You yeah. should say hello. Java, as we, them. Uh, Java, we have to wrap up here. We're out of time. Oh, yeah. but it's so good to see you my friend and i enjoy so much your passion and your integrity in bringing this out and also something you said prompted me to remind folks about you know if you're not feeling great and i mean that emotionally mentally spiritually all of these things even economically ask god how you can serve how can i help somebody today and and just be open to that opportunity that you're talking about there's somebody that will appear to you that needs you and suddenly you didn't feel good. Now you feel great. It's like, wow, I am needed. I am, you know, a servant to, uh, of God in this case. And so don't be afraid to ask God to be opened up to the opportunities to help others. Because when we don't feel good about ourselves for any reason, if you give that gift that you have the capacity to give, wow, does it fulfill your heart and, and help to heal you and others. So thank you, Hava, for what you bring up and who you are. All what we need is just to love each other. The love will bring everything to the right place. And all this government, they the heck don't know who we are. They don't care about us. All what they're interested in is to fill their pockets with money. But if you sell your soul for money, there is a wonderful place for all those people. <laughs> but don't get stuck in those mud. Yeah. And as you said, wake up in the morning, how I can help. And if I have an internal voice, just let this voice guide you. And if you really give something to someone, if you provide a healthy lunch today for somebody, 
Mm-hmm. You build this person. You never know when it will help you. And yes, the love, I think this is the most important. And the love by loving each other, creating a healthier community, the government will just... Yes, beautifully said, Chava. We don't need them. We don't need them. We, we love each other. Isn't that beautiful? ChavaWellness.com. It's linked up in the show notes today at robertscatbell.com. Chava, shalom. Lahitraot. Tadarabah. Thank you for all you're doing. Look forward to seeing you again real soon, having you on again. Yes. Have a wonderful and blessed weekend, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robert, for giving this wonderful opportunity. Thank you, Hava. So much fun. So much fun to have you on board. We've got a whole other hour of broadcast healing to go, and we have our first-time guest, Ashley Everly, waiting to go, and she's uh, she's dynamic in her own right, the things she knows, and she'll add to the body of knowledge of what we've discussed today already with Hava. Uh, also, I have a story I think I got to cover about, um, let's see, meals. Oh, it's interesting. We were talking about food. Kava was talking about preparing meals. How interesting is that? Uh, fascinating story about providing meals to people in need, what that does for them in their recovery. Extraordinary. Uh, we got that and a whole lot more. RobertScottBell.com is the website. Two hours a day, five days a week with an additional hour. Sunday conversations. And this Sunday's conversation is with Dr. Judy Mikovits and my friend Bobri Oren. Uh, and uh, boy, there's so much healing to happen, so much love to give. I'm so grateful to be here. We've got a whole other hour of broadcast healing. Get ready to go because on the Robert Scott Bell Show, the power to heal is yours. All right, back hour two commences now. Uh, Super D, it was weird. The the you know that video glitching you were talking about happened again, and then it cleared up in the last you know ten or fifteen seconds of that video inexplicably, unless you did something. Uh, I did nothing, but I can tell you, I'm about done with restream. Um, I don't know what happened. Annoyed with these uh, glitch technology. Yeah. Just I yeah these yeah. these mfing snakes on this mfing plane. Uh, are uh, annoying me. So anyway, yeah. So I actually, I've, I've been doing a, a short test run with another service that does the same thing that this one does here because I just had nothing but glitches. And and it just, I don't know where it came from. It just they started acting crazy. And so we're, we're going to we're gonna give it a shot next week. Uh, all right, hopefully yeah, it'll we'll clear up all the problems. More, more stable platform anyway. Hey, yeah. thanks for being here, y'all. There's lots of lots of exciting things happening when we're not on the air too. Upcoming events. A uh, few tickets are remaining. I think uh, Leslie has said for the RSB Family Union. If you go to the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com, you can see that's going to be coming up in Joplin, uh, Southwest Missouri, on the Homestead, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. We've got uh, some amazing people coming to that. It's going to be a union because we've never done this. So next year it could be a reunion. Uh, so if you'd like to be part of the RSB family union, uh, our friend Taryn Gregson and her family are coming. I hope Dr. Ben Tapper and, and family are coming. Um, there's so many good folks that will be there. Sherry Neal. Um, I'm just, like I said, I'm just, just blown away by the people that are turning out for this. And this is an unusual event because it's not an official convention center. It's really much getting connected to the, the land that we talk about to nature. Uh, they will be homesteading things. And of course, you know, I wasn't going to go at all until Leslie said organic pie will be served. 
And that no. was it for well, me. I'm in now. There you go. Yeah. Like nature. Yeah, it's all right. But organic <laughs> pie. I'm in. Count me in. So I'm wondering uh, what so. homesteading, what it says homesteading. So does that mean like mm-hmm. if you go, should be like, okay, Robert, I'd like you to go over here. I need you to shovel the poop out of the, uh, the, the, the stall over here and you, may, you over here, you need to pull the weeds over here. Is that, is that how that works? I may have to do that to earn the organic pie. I'm not sure. Leslie hasn't given me details. Like oh, okay. That. But right. yeah, learning how to do things that our ancestors used to do regularly for survival and that we've become so detached or disconnected from. And, you know, imagine a prolonged grid down scenario. Do you learn about it? Is it adequate to learn about it when you're hungry? Just like, you know, growing food when you're hungry, it's a little too late. So these opportunities to come together like this are very unique. And I thank Leslie and her family uh, for hosting us to do this. So that's coming up the 14th through uh, 16th of July, uh, a couple of weeks from now. Then we have the Maho uh, Summer Splash for the Mid-American Health Organization. Those of you in Columbus, Ohio, that's for the natural products industry. And uh, that Friday night, the 21st, I'll be at uh, Whitaker's Farm Market. Whitaker's Farm Market uh, outside of Columbus, I think 45 minutes or so. So that's an open event for the public. We have the Red Pill Expo coming up August 12th and 13th in Des Moines, Iowa. G. Edward Griffin and a whole host of other awesome people. Uh, The Cancer Control Society's 48th annual convention. That's happening Labor Day weekend uh, in September there in Los Angeles, specifically Glendale Hilton Hilton Hotel. Then we have the Biomed Expo a couple weeks after that. Uh, 14th through 17th at Alexis Park All Suite Resort uh, in Las Vegas, uh, Biomed Expo, September 14th through 17th. Then the 10th year anniversary of Healing Strong in Houston. And uh, that's going to be an amazing weekend as well. That's happening the 29th and 30th in Houston of September. And there's uh, two two events that are happening simultaneously. So you have to decide where you want to go. If you're a health professional, join Uh, Nutritional Frontiers at a professional training event, October 6th through the 8th in Pittsburgh. And then if you're out there in Utah, you could be a health provider, healthcare provider, or a layperson. You can come to the 8th annual Your Health Freedoms Gala and Symposium. And that's the 6th and 7th. uh, And that's basically Lehigh and West Jordan, Utah, basically the Salt Lake area. And then we've got the big one, the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. I invite you to join in on that. And I think today is the last day you can get $100 off if you want to exhibit uh, go to trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com to sign up there. And there's also the Trinity Live event for two days prior to that for healthcare providers of all kinds. And then we have the Wellness Parenting Revolution Summit, Master Plan for Raising Healthy Kids and Adults and More. And that'll be November 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Phoenix and Scottsdale, Arizona specifically. And so check out all those events and sign up for the newsletter because we'll keep you informed on these opportunities and more. Some are online, so you don't have to travel to them. But if you're if you're getting the urge to, to we got to get together and Hava talked about that as well, coming together, the very thing that they didn't want us to do during covid, you know, which you knew was a Luciferian scheme when God does not ask us to live in fear and isolation, but to come together in joy and in celebration of life to to dance, sing, pray, you know, whatever it is to, to really respect and appreciate the life that we're given. Uh, it's an amazing thing to do. So thank you all for being here. Tomorrow is Saturday, the 1st of July. We're going to do our next AMA, Amer- Ask Me Anything via Zoom. So if you want to be patron supporters of Robert Scott Bell Show, you can participate live with us noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and you'll have the Zoom, in- Zoom invite. If you're already a patron supporter, if not, uh, join in and we'll get you plugged in. And there's a lot of fun giveaways as well that happen there. Now, real quick, before we go to Ashley Everly and uh, discuss a lot of great things with her, um, there's an article here that Supernon found called Meals as Medicine, How Home-Delivered Meals Reduce Hospitalization, Readmission, and Death. 
But I think, isn't that fascinating? You know, what do you do when people are in need, when, when they're hurting? You know, you, you often find out if somebody, you lost a loved one, right? At, you know, after a funeral, the whole community will come and bring food, right? To the, the grieving family. What a gift of love that is. What a gift of nourishment that is. Now, in this case, we're talking about people that are chronically ill, that have come out of hospitals. And this was published in the JAMA Health Forum. They wanted to find out uh, what would happen four weeks post-hospitalization with home-delivered meals, you know, things like that versus not. And what a burden lifted as, you know, as hard as it can be for, especially like a mom, like Hava's talking about, and people are being told you have to prepare this meal for this one. This, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you do that? And so one of the simplest gifts you can do is the gift of food. And I've talked about it. If you're in a hospital, if they let you in, my God, if, if, if what they do in a hospital with their drugs doesn't kill you, the food will, because, you know, this is prepped by dietitians that are the lap dogs of the pharmaceutical industry as well in the medical industry they don't understand organic whole food living food concepts and i'm not saying you have to be vegetarian or not that's not my point but the quality the lot the food being alive and that's not happening in most hospitals it's dead food it's genetically modified food it's food grown with pesticides herbicides fungicides you know on and on it goes and you can't sustain healthy life when you're destroying the microbiome that provides for digestion, assimilation, elimination, production of neurotransmitters, endocrine compounds, you name it. It's going through the gut. So, um, Super Don, I know you were talking about meal delivery services as well. I think you've partaken in this, but, you know, what a simple concept and how impactful it is. Yeah, well, you know, they, they did a study. This is uh, Kaiser uh, did a study, and these were people that had had heart failure, and they had been hospitalized for heart failure, and then they were sent home. And they found that if they sent them nutritious meals, now I don't know how nutritious these meals were, but I'm going to guess they're probably more nutritious than if, uh, you know, they <laughs> probably, you know, so, had yeah. to grab a cheeseburger at McDonald's or something uh, or a TV dinner or something. Right. You know, so anyway, they found that the, the people that were given the, the nutrition uh, fared better <laughs> than the people who didn't. So, Imagine you know, my, my, First off, I'm looking at this and I'm, I, I think I was experiencing the same thing you do from time to time where you go, shouldn't this be a moment of duh? Um, right. It, it kind yeah. of is in a way because they were like, well, you know, the reason why we did this is because heart failure is, is uh, you know, a nutri- is, nutrition is important for that. I was like, well, nutrition is important yeah, but for also the capacity. Right? Yeah, but the capacity to prepare your own meals coming out of hospitals, you know how exhausting. Exactly, exactly. 100%, 100%. So, so, so the yeah. thing here is, yeah. I look at this study and I go, okay, so what's the conclusion here? I mean, what's the end game on this? We did this study and we found out that mm-hmm. if we if we give people this government benefit that would provide them with meals after they've had a heart failure, that they have a tendency to mm-hmm. do better. Um, so what does that mean? Does that mean now that's something that, that we, is it a, like a new government program that we put in place and that we yeah. say that it needs to be done? Right. Um. Or we could uh, come together and support one or, another. Yeah. I mean, is that something maybe could be done better through like a charity type situation, uh, family, community? You know, if, if the government's going to deliver it, you know, it's going to be genetically modified. Well, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I wonder who's going to get the contract yeah. for the food, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nestle. All right. Woo. You know, and Hava nailed it too when we were talking about the uh, the food additive ban. You know, it's like, am I opposed to f- using these food additives? Yeah, I am. And yet at the same time, if we're relying on government to ban it, 
so that we won't eat it. You know, there's a question of personal responsibility. And then people will say, well, what about the poor people that aren't educated in this realm? It's like, well, look at Hava, where she came from. She found a way. And I'm saying we've got to open ourselves back up to God, the spirit to guide us, because that can blow away all the limitations that you thought a moment before, because if government doesn't do it, it can't get done. Right. I'm talking the other G word, God, and bring that into the mix. And others will say, well, that's just you're just cruel and mean and you don't want people to actually have help. I'm like, dude, charity is not done by the force of a gun or a, th- a threat of loss of, of freedom, you know, or through theft. Uh, we've lost sight of that. Government has supplanted our relationship to the most divine. That's my perspective. That's my experience in my life. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to share that with you all. So we have uh, uh, Ashley Everly for the first time. Uh, coming on. She's an expert in environmental toxicology, which I've said, if we want to get well, we would seek out people who are knowledgeable about environmental toxicology and toxicology. And then of course, nutrition, those two things. Instead, we worry about, Hey, can we get access to doctors who will poison us? Not back to health, even if they say so, it's absurd. She's also a passionate vaccine risk advocate, uh, awareness on that. And so we're going to get some insights and we've got uh, her website linked up as well. Uh, and it's Everly Report, and we'll see that at .com. Ashley, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, it's great to hear you, and it looks like your audio and video are out of sync, so I'm not going to worry about it as long as I can hear you and you can hear me. Uh, we'll figure it out with all the glitchiness that's happening nowadays. But uh, at your everlyreport.com, I'm looking at it right now. There's juicing, uh, inadequate protection. Added pre- I mean, you've got a lot of different topics that you've covered here on this Everly Report. Tell me about your story, your history, how you came to this and how people can access it. Right. Thanks. Um, yeah, gosh, I, you know, I had some health issues when I was in my 20s and um once i ended up having my first born and i didn't know a whole lot about vaccines at the time you know you would think that vaccines which contain neurotoxic substances and all kinds of different ingredients that can have a wide range of effects on the body that maybe a toxicologist would learn something about those ingredients or about vaccines in general but unfortunately no you know they like to keep everybody in the dark and never learned anything about vaccines. So essentially when I was pregnant with my first, my mom gave me the Dr. Sears, the vaccine book. And that's when I really started learning that, wow, there's a lot of stuff in vaccines that I had, I had no idea um, was in them. And I ended up kind of doing a delayed and selective schedule with my son. And because I just didn't know any better at the time, it was something that I just did not realize how deep that rabbit hole went at the time. So he ended up vaccine injured. I actually had a nurse give him a vaccine I did not consent to. Hmm. Um, she was, she had given him a vaccine that contained way more aluminum than, you know, I, I was actually trying to avoid that particular shot. Hmm. So he ended up basically being on the spectrum between the ages of two and four before we really started changing his diet and focusing on how we could help his body recover from these vaccine injuries. And then once my daughter was born, that's when I took a super deep dive and almost became a little bit obsessive about looking at the vaccine, you know, on PubMed and Google Scholar and just looking at the published medical literature. 
And, you know, because everybody was saying, oh, you know, that's just mom blogs trying to scare people about vaccines. It's it's just garbage information, you know. And so I wanted to go straight to the published research. I wanted to go straight to the sources and see everything for myself. And I just actually real quick, what is it about your background that drove you to go there? Because most people will not. They'll just go whatever the doctor, the expert tells me or, you know, whatever I hear in the news, they interview a doctor and you go, "Mm, no, I'm going right to the source. Did you have a background in going there or did you have to come out of like, I've never done this, but I'm going to dive in and figure this out? Oh yeah, no. I mean, I've I've got a lot of um, experience in basically reading published studies and you know writing my own papers uh, on my own experiments um, in college. We did a bunch of that uh, sort of thing, and so I understand how studies are conducted. I understand where you can have issues with you know the methodology. Um, I understand where you know, things can go wrong, essentially, and what to look for if there's biases involved and, you know, the funding and all of that. Um, And so I was really comfortable reading research. I love reading research. I would rather read research than a book any day. So I I just consumed so much and um, I just love to dig and dig and dig and, and find the right terminology for what I need to find. Well, you, and and you didn't just keep it to yourself. I mean, I have a link on online here to something called vaccine.guide, which if I'm not mistaken, you put this together. Yes. So, um, yeah, I basically how that started was I had a friend who wanted me to make a binder full of vaccine research for her because she was trying to fight her ex in court over not vaccinating her child. And, you know, unfortunately, these judges and these court systems really just listen to the CDC. They're going to default to whatever the CDC wants. But I wanted to do this for her um, for a number of different reasons. And I shared about it, posted it on Facebook. And then I had just tons of people saying, I need you to make me one. Mm-hmm. I mean, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of comments like this. And I thought, there's just, I can't do this, you know. Um, and it was just research that I had collected over a number of years, you know, saving them in my own files on my phone, essentially. And anyway, I ended up saying, you know, how can I make this accessible to everyone? And so that's when the idea for a website came to be. And it was a lot of, a lot of work. And then just over the past year, actually, since October, I have been working on completely overhauling the site and giving it a new look, making it a little bit easier to use and also adding a good search function and all of that. So we also have a link in the show notes today at robertshabell.com. By the way, if you're just tuning in, we have Ashley Everly. Uh, She has some background in environmental toxicology, as we talked about. And there's a link on the everlyreport.com. that's like a kind of like a almost like a PowerPoint kind of thing, I guess, as a PDF, you could scroll down through it. It says what you need to know about COVID and these new vaccines, the uncensored fine print. So, again, you are driven. I don't know to not only dig, but then put it out there in a way that people can understand it. I mean, like, where do you get your energy? Uh, and, and, you know, obviously you, you have kids as you've discussed that, but you've also probably transformed the way you raise them now compared to when you didn't know this. Oh yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, it, 
like I said, my vac or my son's vaccine injuries really propelled me to dive into how to help him heal through nutrition primarily and just light lifestyle changes and focusing on holistic health. Um, I think I've just come to know so many other parents and moms who have vaccine injured children and listening to their stories and hearing how the medical system has just completely either ignored them or called them crazy or mm -hmm. belittled them. Um, you know, it, I'm one of the lucky ones. I am truly one of the, I, I find myself very fortunate that I was able to figure out how to help my son to recover as much as he has from those vaccine injuries, because most people wouldn't really be able to tell that he was vaccine injured today. He just turned 12 years old. Um, and he's been through a lot. I mean, he's always had a health problem here or there, but we've mm -hmm. typically been able to work through it and figure out how to help him um, get to a better place. But I mean, there's so many moms that have lost babies, you know, to unexplained causes or sudden infant death syndrome, um, kids who, you know, their lives were dramatically changed and essentially destroyed because they regress into autism within a couple of weeks following vaccines. And, you know, I just, when my daughter was born, I just consumed so much information, watched all the documentaries, bought all the books, was digging into so much. I mean, there was a time in my life when I would open my mouth and my husband, before I could say anything, he would say, is this about vaccines? Mm. So it was a little intense. Um, but I just, I definitely have this internal drive or well, I don't know what you call it, this motivation to just dive in and get that information out there. I think it honestly has to do with this sense of justice. I really have this strong internal sense of mm -hmm. this is not right. Yeah. Well, and this that, is, that yeah. provides a significant amount of energy to achieve these things when um, you know, it's so outrageous what we're witnessing. And, 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 you know, if you're very severely chronically ill, you don't have the energy to do what you've done. So to fight your way back and on behalf of your children and many others now, I mean, uh, maybe that sustains you as well, knowing that you're having that impact and benefiting others that didn't know the things, you know, and again, this, this other guide that you kind of put out there in terms of a, a presentation about COVID, I mean, this has awakened, if you will, many people that didn't ever consider the vaccine issue the way I have or the way you do. Uh, and, I'm, you know, I bring up this classic example of a physician by the name of Dr. Peter McCullough, who mm -hmm. you know is the most uh, published, as far as I know, cardiologist on planet Earth, very intelligent, wise, uh, and, and he does good work within the field of cardiology, but also believed in the vaccines prior to COVID and was still even promoting flu shots as this COVID thing unraveled. And many people were criticizing him as like, oh, he's not real or he's controlled opposition. I said, you know what? If he's got integrity, if he's got a good heart, no pun intended as a cardiologist, he will come to the conclusions that many of us have because we have access to that information. And yes, and, you know, as mentioned a couple of weeks ago, when we were together or less now uh, in, uh, where was it? Uh, oh, it was just in Loveland, Colorado. But I think it was before that in Boise where we did a, a little broadcast together. And he said, I was fully vaccinated. My kids were fully vaccinated. My grandchildren will not get any vaccines. That's awesome. What does that tell you about the evolution of thought 
when given an opportunity to learn and that the opportunity to transform even the most jaded and closed down people, if they have, I said this integrity and a good heart, they will open mm-hmm. up. If they, if they have an agenda, that's a different story, of course. But what you see here with COVID is it's welcomed so many more to this perspective that I could, none of us could have ever reached. Uh, so they actually, the bad guys, as I perceive them, did it to themselves and bringing more people to this reality and realization than ever before. Absolutely. I mean, I've had so many people um, follow me on Instagram and have other people send their friends my way or their family members because COVID has really just, like you said, woken up a lot of people to the reality of the corruption uh, with the CDC, the FDA, the HHS, um, obviously the pharmaceutical industry. It's funny how people generally understand that there's corruption there when it comes to pharmaceutical drugs. But for some reason, when they say the word vaccine, they just seem, you know, oh, they're not doing anything bad with vaccines, just the drugs, right? (laughs) So anyway, yeah, no, it's, it's been amazing to see so many people start to question. Um, I had a long conversation with um, the gal that was cutting my daughter's hair the other day because I've been going to her for a long time. And she just was wanting so much more information from me. And it was this great conversation we were able to have. Um, And so I'm having these conversations in real life, but also trying to answer questions through messenger on Instagram. And unfortunately, Facebook has become almost unusable because Mm -hmm. of the censorship, but Thankfully, I'm still able to reach a lot of people. And yeah, I mean, I just, I just have this like drive to make sure we get the information out there. And I'm so thankful um, that people like Dr. Peter McCullough, I was able to actually speak with him last September, just a little bit um, at a conference. And yeah, it was awesome to hear him basically say that he was understanding like, well, you know, measles wasn't really that bad when I was a kid, when he was a kid. Right. Um, just like chicken pox wasn't considered a dangerous illness when I was a kid. And when you really look back into that data, you can see that, you know, the death rate for all these diseases declined way before the vaccines were introduced. And that was largely due to, you know, better nutrition, mm-hmm. better environmental regulations, cleaner water, health departments, all of these things that came at the beginning of the 1900s. And, I mean, it's, you know, obviously the vaccines took the credit, the pharmaceutical industry took the credit for this, but yeah, it's been awesome to see. Well, and this is, uh, you know, the journey of when do we arrive? When do we awaken to this? Not in a hashtag woke sort of way where we're now uh, programmed and shills for a status quo or consensus, which is a disaster. It's brought us where we are as a culture so devoid of, uh, you know, acknowledging uh, the role of food as medicine, for instance, as Hippocrates talked about, you know, it's not like these concepts ever really went away, but the application certainly did the depth of uh, connecting to through our, uh, what we call traditional education system as it's become, you know, we we talk about the controversy of of the higher education. You have a, you know, a a master's, I think, or or bachelor's in science or something related to uh, toxicology. You Mm -hmm. know, I went to university, got a degree and I'm like, I had to unlearn, most of what I learned to know what I know today about healing. Uh, and it's right. just embarrassing. And it's like, why do we want to prop up a system that has really abandoned actual investigation into the world around us, whether it be the sciences or in terms of uh, political realities when they're 
promoting collectivism, Marxism, communism as a you know means of, of indoctrination of young people to say, wow, we, we, we come out of here and now we hate our country. We hate America. It's like it, it, it's, it's a t- tough thing because I'm, I'm into science. I love learning. I love reading. And I've read peer review literature for years too, but like, I, I'm not encouraged and I'm glad my children decide they don't want to go to college. And I don't think I would support them in their efforts unless there's a very narrow path that would be, you can say, is legitimate in terms of what you might learn and utilize later. But for the most part, it's been an indoctrination camp from, you know, day kindergarten in government indoctrination centers or schools all the way up. Well, and that's why I'm homeschooling my kids. So, I, I mean, I remember in my college courses, there were times that I felt like I had to censor myself in order to get a good grade. And... It's, it's terrible that it has to be that way um, because, like you said, the politics involved and, you know, it, it reaches into obviously environmental science and the whole climate change agenda and all of these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I could go on about that, but <laughs> it's, it's I, I mean, my husband, for example, he, he actually failed out of high school. Um, but he just, you know, there's kids nowadays, they just don't, they don't teach to the variety of different personalities and how different children think or learn and grow. And so, I mean, it's been like this forever, not just nowadays, but, um, public school is just, it's, it's pretty awful. I mean, what they're teaching kids today. So, yeah. And it's not like we're anti-education, but Certainly, I would say we're against indoctrination and programming kids not to um, critically think, not to ask questions Mm -hmm. of authority or authoritarians. I mean, that's a disaster. But if you want robots to follow orders, you know, you got a classic case of, yes, send them all the way to university level. They come out and they're not thinking clearly about anything, least of all what the most fundamental gifts besides life itself, choice. You know, you've got these people that are supportive of censorship now censorship you think that'd be an obvious thing to be against if you're an american first amendment and all and yet right there's whole institutions that are dedicated to now stopping us from communicating these basic uh truth facts maybe they're in controversy but that's you know if you're in a school that really teaches kids how to think not what to think then you want to engage them in those controversies and debates and discussions and arguments because they're better off for it growing up to be able to question things rather than blindly accept them and end up off a cliff into a bunch of syringes that Big Pharma said is the greatest thing ever. Right. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times that my posts were taken down and they were literally just verbatim from government websites, just posts copying information from government websites with the link to the page on the CDC website or the the Australian government health website. And it was, you know, it was removed and I was banned from Facebook for three months. And, you know, it's really, it's amazing how much they're trying to suppress information that's on these websites. I mean, it's available. They just don't want people to see, (laughs) they don't want people to dig that deep. (laughs) Right. It's a, it is incredible. We're still banned on YouTube probably forever. Um, and LinkedIn and Spotify of all places. I, I always think the Spotify one is the funniest because they got Joe Rogan up there doing things that they paid him to do. And like yeah. we're banned from Spotify. Yeah, apparently. That's weird. Uh, but we've got lots of other outlets and I'm thankful to everybody joining us as little as 
a minute a day, much less two hours a day, five days a week, and an additional hour with our Sunday conversations. So if people go to the Everly Report, E-V-E-R-L-Y, report.com, um, mm-hmm. What can they do? Do they sign up for updates from you or how is it that they interact with you? So they can sign up for updates. Um, the best way to kind of interact with me, though, is probably through Instagram at this point. Um, I frequently check my messages and try to get back to people and share information and post in my stories. Um a lot of a lot of detail in my stories simply because those aren't as censored Mm -hmm. um these are only up for 24 hours so if people want a lot of information that's where they're going to get it from me but they can also you know go to my website and read through my articles Uh, i do my best to source every claim that i make on my sites and that's really what vaccine.guide is all about is just getting people to see the sources you know, pulling excerpts and highlights from these documents that are generally hidden from the public and then giving you a link to the actual source so they can go straight there and see it for themselves. So I'm all about, you know, when you present people with the information, Mm -hmm. you don't even really have to comment on it. You don't have to convince people. You know, I don't have to sit there and say, well, you should be really scared of these vaccines because A, B and C. No, all I have to do is say this is what the vaccine package insert lists as what are, you know, post-marketing adverse events that they found occur since they released the vaccine on the public. And those pharmaceutical companies have to list those things if they believe that there is a connection to the vaccine. So those things aren't on there because, well, there might be, it's no, this is likely happening because of the vaccine. And those adverse event lists are typically very long and have very severe effects on them. And so all you really have to do is show parents the information that is being kept from them at their doctor's office and they can come to their own conclusions. They can see for themselves what the reality is going on in the world today with the suppression of information and just, you know, whitewashing everything. Yeah. I, I was just trying to make sure we're connected because if you use that Instagram a lot, I'm, I'm not a professional at it. I try to do a little bit every day and let people know about the people that are on. I think I've connected with you on there. I hope I've found, found you yep. Insta underscore Ashley Everly. There it is. Yeah. Yes. So I think we're connected now and, uh, that which is good because uh, I'd like to stay in touch with all the good works that you're doing. Now, do you have any events that you do? Like I mentioned, there's a lot of upcoming events that we're participating in. Uh, do you have any events where you go out and speak or interact with folks or is it all done remotely? Um, so most of it is remote. Um, I was, you know, about, I think it was 2021 where I actually did give the presentation on COVID and that was really great. A lot of people came out to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back from doing too much of that the past year or two, just because COVID has been so intense and I put so much time and energy into mm-hmm. this issue, like so many people have, you know, on and getting burnt out is can be a problem when you're trying to educate and put yourself and your energy into this. Um, so I haven't been doing a whole lot, but, um, I, I, I love to give talks locally. Um, I have a friend who is a chiropractor who has asked me to come and give talks fairly regularly over the past three to five years. And so I'll do that from time to time. 
And, you know, I just, I love educating. Like if I could have a booth at a farmer's market and just mm-hmm. chat with yeah. people about all things, natural health and vaccines. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would do that for free, <laughs> you know, yes. every weekend if I could, you know, so it, it's something that I love to do, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of open at this point. Well, I'm grateful that we've connected and I appreciate so much that, you know, you, you're willing to speak out and put that out there for folks. And if you didn't know about Ashley, then you do now and you can connect. We have it in the, in the show notes today. Uh, first airing June 30th, 2023, finally of June, 2023. Uh, and uh, again, grateful for all that you you're doing. And, uh, and I understand also as a mom, all the work that you have to do as well, homeschooling and how important that job is probably the most important. My wife became a retired DC because we had kids. It's like, yeah. And we agreed that was more important than anything in the world to be able to right. raise them and to have them be able to navigate the world. Even if it's a, uh, inherently dangerous place, we were never promised safety. Uh, but at the right. same time, uh, we could, uh, certainly by, I argue listening to that still quiet voice that can become a two by four. If we don't listen to it from God, from spirit (laughs) to be guided through life, uh, more importantly than almost anything we could do mentally, even though I don't, uh, I don't dispute that having a mental acuity is good. That's not what I'm saying, but there's an, uh, unfortunate worship of the mind by many in a materialistic Westernist reductionist world, uh, an atheistic scientist that kind of just make us, uh, if we can, if they can, um, just, distance us from the divine from Mm -hmm. the miracles of life that happen every day yet we still have to address these very physical world realities you know and 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 help them and help others like you're helping so many right and the that intuition that Mm -hmm. mothers have when they're taking their child to the doctor and there's something telling them gosh this doesn't feel right i can't tell you how many moms Mm -hmm. have had that feeling that knowing that essentially gift from God telling them like, wait, don't do this, pause, think about Mm -hmm. this, you know? And, you know, there's a lot of moms that said I couldn't do it because I just felt, it felt so wrong. But then there's a lot of moms who said, I knew what I was doing. I shouldn't have done it. I did it anyway. And now I have this major regret. So that's it's so true we need to listen to our intuition we need to be open to hearing that small still quiet mm-hmm. voice that's trying to give us guidance in life and like you said it's it's almost as if we're we're they're trying to disconnect us from that in yeah. so many ways especially with distractions and who i mean we, we have to work hard to be a live yeah, we have to work hard to be living examples for others because we can't beat that into them. That's what the other side tries to do, beat it in right. or beat it out, whatever. But the idea is to be an inspiration for others. And, um, you know, despite any hardship we may go through and we all have them various degrees and it's hard to assess whose is worse. This is not about that. This is about, you know, our life, your life and what we can do to inspire others to live even better lives in the midst of a lot of things that we go, man, this is not good. So I don't like to focus on the not good, but I acknowledge that it's there and and try to help people to get beyond it, around it, through it, et cetera. And again, mm-hmm. I, Ashley, I appreciate what you're doing as well. Thank you so much. I, I It's awesome to have to be on here. And um, I just really appreciate being able to share my story. Yeah, absolutely. You, you want to follow her? At, it's everlyreport.com. Ashley Everly, thanks for being on the Robert Scott Bell Show today. Appreciate you. Thanks so much.
Great. Powerful women today, right? Powerful healers in their own right, educators, etc. super moms, homeschoolers. You know, I, I, this is where I feel like I'm not worthy. You know, one of those uh, Wayne's World moments here for me. But I enjoy having uh, folks like uh, Ashley on as well. So thank you for being on board, Ashley. I appreciate that very much. We have a question of the day coming up, a fascinating one about the immune system I really like. I want to spend some time on it. Might have to go into uh, extra innings or overtime, whatever we call it. What do we call the thing when we do? Bonus time? I even forgot that. (laughs) It's like so many things going on, Super Don. What do we do when we end the show? We keep going. Wow, you did you, you call it extra innings was something we did years ago. Yeah, I know. Baseball term. years years ago we did something that was called RSB one eighty. Yeah. And uh and it was extra innings. Extra innings after the show. Uh, now it's it's bonus time. But uh yeah, no, this immune system question I want to get to real quick. Also, uh the, you sent this to me. What was this about uh, that appealed to you about this story? Do plants scream? Oh dude. I was reading this. Hold on. Let me pull that up. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, and, and this is from gardeningknowhow.com. And its study apparently shows they can under stress <laughs> scream. Why are you laughing? That's mean. It, no. Why? Oh, it's, dude, have you, I've never really thought about that. I, every once in a while, I, you Wait, know, the, the top your, of, your, your, your microphone and your sound is, is doing that thing, clipping and rapidly crunching your, your voice. Again, inexplicably, we're working on it. It's frustrating. Uh, Super Don, none of, uh, we don't know why it's happening, but again, we're going to be ch- testing out a different platform, so hopefully that won't happen again. Try again. Hello. Go ahead. Try. Hi. It's, ba- it's better, I think. Yeah. Is go it? Go ahead. Jeez. Yes. Dude, I, I don't know what's going on. Anyway. It's like um, compressing, it, Leslie says. It's compressing. It's, it. it's depressing. Yes, it's very depressing. It's depressing, yes. All right. So anyway, so quickly, I saw this. Yes. And I, I couldn't resist because just the question, right? Do plants scream? Mm-hmm. Apparently they yeah. did a study and they found that under certain circumstances, depressed plants or distressed, excuse me, plants mm-hmm. emit mm-hmm. sounds. Yeah. And so it, they, they took these microphones and they, they put them near the plant. Yeah, your microphone needs to be taken from you right now because that happened again. <laughs> oh. I'm watching you disconnect and reconnect. Does this help? Hello. Check, check, check. This is weird. Okay. Anyway. All right. Carry, carry I will, on. I will put, give I'm you a pass here. on the, uh, yeah, I will give you a pass on the commentary and just say, if you haven't read secret life of plants, secret life of plants by Christopher bird, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll know the secret of connecting to the plant world, to all life that it has, you know, feeling, so to speak, you plant scream, but you know, those of uh, what we call indigenous cultures often had great gratitude for not only animal life and human life, but plant life as well. And a great appreciation for the gifts that it would bring of life itself. Uh, so, uh, you guys want to dig on that deeper. That's fine. I've got a question of the day. I want to get to, yeah, I've got some time, a little bit of time left here, which is great. And once again, thanks to Hava and thanks to Ashley for being on board the show today. Really great stuff. Um, this is a question that I believe it's in the show notes. Let me see if I can scroll down and find it. Uh, there it is toward the end of the show notes on the June 30th, um, show notes page, 2023 at robert question of the day is from Jared, Dr. Bell, when, and by the way, the, the term doctor, teacher, healer, I, I accept I'm not, you know, I don't pretend to be a medical doctor. I wouldn't want to be, as I've told my story a million times, my uncle, the doctor said, don't become one of them. You're not going to like it. Uh, so I'm going to pass that for a moment and say, 
Here's the question. When a person has a strong immune system, do they still experience sickness? Do pathogens still multiply within them? Are they still affected by the spectrum of contractible diseases or do the diseases die so quickly within them that they don't notice symptoms? Thanks, Jared. Jared, great. I'm going to say a great freaking question. I love that question. And, you know, let me share with you some folks over the years that I've encountered. Maybe you've met some of these people. Maybe you are one of those people who says, man, I'm fine. I haven't had the flu in 20 years. Yet they have innumerable chronic diseases, including a cancer diagnosis. And they'll often say, I don't know what, what happened. I was fine the whole time and I, I had no symptoms of anything. And now I got cancer and then they'll pretend it's a random act of whatever. And, and so the question about having a strong immune system and not experiencing symptoms is, you know, is a misunderstanding of a strong immune system. Yes, it's true, Jared, as you referred, that it is possible to encounter something that people call pathogens, or even if you go to the energetic uh, description of, of the invisible rainbow and uh, um, who's the author of that one, it'll come back to me. Are those um, geez, There's too many names floating around in my head right now. Uh, Arthur Furstenberg, there it, it came back to me. I still haven't had him on the show, which I'd love to. But the ability to withstand energies, if you will, that would cause you to crumble normally if you're very weak. At the same time, you can... In, some ways walk through walls of the stuff and not be seemingly affected by it but it is not true that the key or the key to identify a strong immune system is that you have no symptoms i'm so strong i have no symptoms because in the case of people that you know end up with a cancer diagnosis 20 30 years down the road they, and they say hey i never had the flu in the last 20 or 30 years so what's what's the problem here is that when you are chronically ill chronically debilitated you no longer have the life force, the vital force, the energy to respond perhaps even appropriately to insults and assaults from an external, much less an internal environment. So you show very little symptom and you think, well, I'm just fine. Or you've been so habituated by modern medicine that when you had those symptoms years ago, you're like, well, I'll just take this drug or medicine and, and suppress that symptom to where now you no longer have the ability to bring that out a word that we don't know a lot about in my homeopathic training a sthenic condition a strong condition where you will react to toxins very vigorously and powerfully here's another example for those that are new you might appreciate this and not like to hear it for those of you who have been with me for decades or you'll go oh, i know what you're going to say now and that is if you can go to a fast food drive through restaurant, like a traditional conventionally grown Mick, you know what, or whatever, order that food, eat that food, and not at least have diarrhea as a result, you're not well. And if I were to go into that drive through much like Morgan Spurlock, when he did that movie, Supersize Me, the first meal he did got supersized. He went into the parking lot and didn't stick his finger down his throat and throw it up. He threw it up because his body went rejection. He was strong enough, healthy enough, sthenic enough to reject toxic poisons. Now, you know what toxic poisons? That make no sense. How do millions of people eat that food every day and not have throwing it up or not have diarrhea? It's because they are no longer strong enough or and or they've adapted in a sense the body's intelligence. The cells are so smart. They go, why should I bother? violently rejecting the stuff that this dude that runs this body is putting it in me. I'm going to 
die of that exhaustion that would occur from that violent, strong reaction, the detox reaction. So you go into an, an adaptation for survival mode, which is chronic illness, chronic debilitation, chronic degeneration. And my story from being a baby and being told by the doctors, told my mom, don't drink the breast milk. You're, you know, that was something's wrong with it here. Have this baby formula, the powder. And they did that dutifully, like the doctor said, and I projectile vomited that out as fast as I could get it. In, they put it in me, which is like, oh yeah, little Scotty Bell was smart. He read the label and said, that doesn't belong in me. No, the cells were smart. I couldn't read. And they said, get this out. This is not good for us until a decision on some Deep metabolic level, the cells get together and go, you know what? This is all they're given this, this body. We've got to figure out a way or we're not going to survive. We're going to perish in infancy. And so you go into the adaptation syndrome, Hans Selye, and you begin to adapt to survive. You're not thriving. You're now taking the toxic poisons that came in with that food that you initially rejected violently and you tuck them away in a different way and you find something or anything in that so-called food or food stuff that can provide some level of functionality to continue on in this body. And of course, I was chronically ill from that moment forward. And yes, I had colds and flus too. But the point I'm trying to make, Jared, in the short time I have left here is that having a strong immune system doesn't mean no symptoms. In fact, it can mean stronger, more vigorous and intense symptoms. As you react to things you're appropriately reacting to, and that's not a sign of weakness, that's a sign of intelligence, that's a sign of strength, that's inside a sign of innate wisdom, and the body not only communicating it to you, but then if you learn the language, you will stop putting the things in your body that elicit that powerful immune response to protect you and say, oh, that's my body telling me that doesn't belong in me, and you begin to choose things that do. And then in the context of occasionally running into something you think you're catching, or I would argue you could be exposed to in terms of uh, environmental toxins, as opposed to viral, bacterial, fungal pathogens, your detox uh, processes are so efficient that you have minimal long-term impact. You might have an immediate boom, out, strong, oh my God, that was miserable, and you move on. And you're better for it. You're stronger because it was a workout as opposed to becoming suppressed and debilitated through each challenge. So, Jared, uh, my challenge to you, because I know you've, you're bringing great questions after hearing what I've just related. I want you to send me a follow up question and you all can also and Jared, you too. You can call us at 866-939-2355, 866-939-BELL, uh, and you can leave a message and we can actually even play your question on the air and we'll we'll hide any personal details you don't want revealed. But that to me is an important part of the learning that I didn't have growing up that I got through mentorship to learn homeopathy and other things that I do my best to communicate to you. Uh, these strange foreign concepts of like, wait a second. I thought if I have a strong immune system, I don't have any symptoms. And that is not the case. So if you guys have questions or comments, we'll come back for the bonus round next. And then we head to the weekend. Remember, Dr. Judy Mikovits on with us on Sunday Conversations, along with my good friend, Bobri Oren. It's a grow. Oh, you're going to love this. What you're going to learn is so practical, pragmatic, and functionally essential uh, that you do not want to miss our Sunday Conversations on the Robert Scott Bell Show either. Thank you for signing up for email alerts or is it Superdon calls it the newsletter that occasionally goes out. And I'll also ask if you'd love to, I'd love to have you become part of our patron family. 
And we're going to have our Saturday AMA on Zoom. That's coming up tomorrow, July 1st, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. God bless you all. If you want to stick around 30 seconds from now, we'll be back with the bonus round or it's a blip if you're on the podcast because the power to heal is yours. All right. Do I dare risk talking to Super Don and having his microphone do funny things? It's a bonus round. We can get away with it. Test, test, test. One, two, three. You know, I, I wonder. Is it still doing it? Comment. No, not, not, not now. Okay. All right. I re, I rebooted the, uh, the board. Yeah. Which is the only thing I did. My, I, I've done, I did a speed test on the internet. That's good. I did a packet loss test and yeah. came up with zero. So. Yeah. I think it was a processing issue. Honestly, vocal processing, because I mean, it was just, it, and, and not just vocal, but audio processing, because, um, you know, playing the video. I, thing, whatever it was I am running through. because this computer that I got was uh, a good one. Um, I'm running right now. I've got Google Chrome, uh, Firefox, mm -hmm. and Microsoft Edge open, Skype open, uh, the, the software that wow. I use for is only stuff like that. And I'm running at a 19% CPU usage. So it, it isn't a CPU thing. It's something else about the processing of audio. And we don't know if it's a restream glitch or something. We just don't know. And it's I can thing. tell you that there's it's been weird. a lot of glitches with restream. So it doesn't, it would not surprise yeah. me, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, so thanks for bearing with us, Super Don, for yeah. all of the. We're trying something new next week. We I've just I, I've got to make an executive yeah. decision on this because the mm -hmm. the quality of the show is is uh, is is affected by this stuff. You know, it's yeah. like nobody wants to listen to that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try something well, new next it, week. And as far as I know, the, the the audio that I was sending out didn't do that. No, okay. but you know, there's just like weird things. I'm sure people have noticed that sometimes we'll come back from a break. Mm -hmm. And your your video wigs out, and you're frozen, and everything's weird, and you can't figure out why and stuff like that. That that doesn't happen yeah. anywhere else. It only happens when I, you know, we do certain things here on this platform. Right, right. So, so it's just trying to deduce what it might be. So, thank yeah. you for bearing with us, y'all. Appreciate that so very much. Uh, we got the AMA tomorrow. Super Don, you be there, right, with us? Maybe. I think you have to be. Do I? I think so. Do I yeah, have because be? people people love you and need you. Oh, all right. So it's via Zoom, so we shouldn't have any audio glitching on that. We've we've been doing well with that for a long time. All right. And that'll be good. Again, uh, Hava was great. Ashley was great. We had a good show overall. Uh, you know, other than the, the audio glitchiness a little bit with the video stuff, but uh, we'll we'll make it through. We'll make it through. And uh, y'all listen, man. Judy Mikovits is bringing it as is Bobbery. It's going to be a great hour on Sunday our Sunday conversations. How about some garden pictures? Do you have some? I have some. I took yeah. some before we, uh, God, why is it all the way over there? Oh, is, is that your sweet pepper? This is the jalapenos. They've got, it's got flowers. Oh, that's now. A jalapeno. Oh, it's a jalapeno. Yeah. It beautiful. is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And let me get back over here. Our peppers have been slow this year. Have they? Yes. Very slow. There's uh, the onions that I planted. A bunch of onions. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was there. That's there chives. goes your microphone again. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not making it up. I don't. I no, I, I believe I, you. I don't want to annoy you. I just, I just don't understand <laughs> it's why. Like, it's weird, right? 
I have to say it. So maybe there's something you could figure out. Oh, look at those tomatoes coming through. Those are the, the ones. Those with are the, the purple tops. On them. They're kind of weird. Yeah. But they're cool. cool. Those two are about, about ready to be picked. Mm-hmm. Those are the Roma tomatoes there. Oh, gorgeous. And, and that's the, the beef, the, the beef steak tomatoes. The big right. Ones. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. There, there is, you can see the flower just, just, uh, just on the bottom. Yeah. Those are the cucumbers that are, they're just starting to flower. Nice. Yes. And that, yeah. there is the uh, cantaloupes. Wow, dude, your cantaloupes are growing faster than mine. Yeah. So nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. So there you go. All right. I, w- God, I wish we understood why your, you know, your audio gets compressed. It's like it speeds up and, and shortens it, compresses it. It's weird. Just weird. Let me see here. Take off the echo cancellation and the noise suppression. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll cancel the high resolution audio. So I've got all of the audio settings turned off now. So this is just straight microphone. Yep. Yeah. That's sounding good again. So you're okay. So we'll see what happens here. But it shouldn't do that. That's still right. that's that's a thing. No. It shouldn't do that. Exactly. All right. Anyway, your board uh, dies. Fortunately, yes. you managed to find the old equipment. Yeah, the the you know the Scarlet the Focusrite I used to use, yeah. I had forgotten because I was in that mode of panic. I'm like, I can't think before the show. It's too great, uh, and it was in my my daughter's music and art room. You know the Focusrite interface. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was able to test it after the show with you. And so e- even though for me, what I hear is crackly because I I don't like wearing the big heavy headphones. If I do this, I'll do this now for a few minutes since we're on bonus round. I'll see the difference in terms of the interface with the Focusrite. Hold on here. Let me get to the end of the thing i'm going to switch out stand by mm-hmm. isn't this exciting guys <laughs> it's bonus time yay See, and now All i right. put i put these headphones which are normally the headset microphone but i've got, uh-huh. just got this microphone hooked up and, and the ears right it's clean as a whiz it's clear it's like it's everything. yeah so it's the earbuds yes exactly yeah. and the interface to the focus right they don't like the earbuds but i don't like wearing the, the big cans on my ears i know the, you uh, don't you never have so, no, no you've always been a whiner about headphones <laughs> <laughs> yes rsp the whiner. they make my ears hot i know i don't like hot ears whatever. you like hot ears don't whatever hey you know what if you had hot ears i'd have more compassion for you but okay <laughs> I got tougher ears than you. Yes. So anyway. Yeah. So uh, I apologize, guys, for the for the glitches and stuff. I don't know why it's happening. But like I said, yesterday I started testing a different platform, mm-hmm. which in reality, you guys shouldn't notice much of a difference when I use this next week. Yeah. It does have some added benefits, though, that are going to be kind of cool. And we'll we'll check those out. But um, it's mm-hmm. it, it, the, the, the test that I did looked really good mm-hmm. and so i've i'm going to work on it over the weekend and get it set up so that yeah. we can just start using it next week and test it out and see how we, how much right. we like it beautiful i yeah. just seen some tweets by robert f kennedy jr um and he's he's not happy about the scotus ruling right about the uh, student loan forgiveness program mm-hmm. and and he, he was not he also was against the uh Oh, the, the affirmative action affirmative thing action. with the colleges too. So, so if yeah. you guys are wondering if we're sick offense for Bobby Kennedy, no, I mean, I, I have disagreement with him on things. And although I did mention about the student loan program, I think it's a scam. I think it's, it, it's a trick. It's a trap. And I feel for many of these students that go in with the promise of, 
you know, all the stuff that used to be possible, maybe we thought about higher education. And I look at these things as higher levels of indoctrination. So I'm not aligned with Bobby Kennedy specifically. And this doesn't mean now I suddenly don't like the guy. That's not right. Well, some people, some people are having that reaction. Yeah. We're like, oh, well, never mind you then. No, right. you're, you're, whoops. No, right. would he be far superior to just about anybody else right now? I, I think so, because he's, he's got integrity. He's open. He engages in discussion, debate, and argument even, and doesn't shy away from it. And so you can actually, you know, in transparency, as he describes, I want to tell the truth rather than be the Decepticons that uh, the government has become for a long, long, long time. Right. Um, but he says also on the, uh, the education issue, he says, I will take steps to reduce education costs for students. He says, when I was their age, a college education cost about one seventh of what it is today. Now, see, here's where I was. Going, Bobby, the reason the education costs have gone up is because the government has provided, quote unquote, free or cheap money. To, and then when you're removed from, you're actually having to pull in your own pocket to get something. Suddenly now you have a whole pool of people that couldn't afford to be there that can buy going to a third party loaner, in this case, primarily government backed loans. Uh, and then they can now set the price higher and higher and higher. Now that on top of the inflation tax, right? And the inflation, the cost of, of, you know, everything going up because the Federal Reserve note has been inflated to the point it diminishes or depreciates in value. Now, I know Bobby Kennedy understands that, but what am I going to say? Is this a deal breaker for me in saying I would or would not support Bobby Kennedy? Not necessarily because we got to look at what else is going on out there, but a man of integrity, a man who speaks the truth, who speaks what he believes and also is willing to discuss, you know, the opposite of his beliefs and engage and say, oh, I didn't realize I'll change, I changed his view. You know, in that regard, I, 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 I say, you know, this guy is not someone you want to just dismiss because you have some disagreements with him, even though even sometimes they're, they're fundamental. He says funding higher education is not an entitlement program. It is an investment in America's future. Just as with infrastructure and environment, let's invest in America. Where does the money come from? Well, and, and right now it could come from Ukraine. You know, as you've talked out, just stop doing that. If you're going to spend the money anyway, wouldn't it be nicer to spend it here? Okay. I now, agree. Do you know what his stance on Ukraine is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're pretty close to a line there. Okay. Yeah. But your, your microphone did that again, by the way. Um, I know it's weird clipping and compressing. So it, again, I'm not, I'm not sympathetic to that, but I also think that most of the higher levels of indoctrination of called university level training outside of very specific you know, coursework for specific uh, uh, career, so to speak, is really a waste of money, a waste of resources. And we're not benefited simply, you know, like you said, Super Don, we'd be better off if the majority of people, I would say it that way, just offhand, would go into learn a trade, learn something that could actually be built and, 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 and managed. It's in a sense of repaired, you know, things that are functional to our lives as opposed to, you know, what would you say philosophizing about Marxism and hatred of America? I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but you know, that that's the sense of like, okay, so we can talk to Bobby Kennedy about these things. If he comes on the show again, I don't mind. And he, I know I can tell he wouldn't mind, you know, he doesn't take these things personally and I, I wouldn't attack him personally. Why would I? It's not the point of what we do here. So uh, anyway, just, uh, just seeing that in the bonus round, just want to throw that out there for you. Uh, let's see. Is your microphone better? No, is it? No, nah, it's still clipping again. Dang, damn it. 
weird. Just so weird. And I know that's frustrating for you, Super D. I don't. I feel for you, my brother. Yeah, he just wants to go away and have a weekend. I, I, don't, even have, I don't even have another microphone that I can use. Right, you don't have a backup on and I don't that. think it's the microphone. No, I, I don't either. I think it, it's something about the processing. And, and again, it's not about your processor. Your computer processor is doing fine. So there's something weird in the interface. And I don't know. You don't know what it is. So let's see. <laughs> Leslie says AI is trying to take over your tech now, Super Don. So it's man, it's your, hey your, now, your come relationship on. with your relationship with Hal Nine Thousand is is coming back to haunt you. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't By the know. way, real quickly, you were able to figure out last night. You said it couldn't be done. This morning, it could. Well, and you, it, it wasn't that it couldn't be done last night. It was just it was. I had to go to bed, so I. Wasn't able to do it yesterday. Oh, okay. You ran out of so, time. Yeah. But yes, you used artificial intelligence to convert my non-microphone communication yesterday on the show because the 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 uh, mixer crapped out, and you converted it, and it sounds like I'm talking to the RE20 now. It's amazing. On the podcast, I heard a little bit it? of it. I was like, dude, dude, it's impressive. Yeah, way more impressive than your computer voice. <laughs> <laughs> Diane says, "Look, this is funny." No, Diane. But she says, Chat GPT wants to be your producer. No, Chat GPT will never replace my Super D. It's just saying. Don't you worry. I, I like Chat GPT. <laughs> I know yep. if you did. I, yeah. it, it's very useful. Yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't tried to take over humanity yet. So Leslie points out something I wasn't aware of. Uh, Bobby Kennedy, apparently, he said if there was a bipartisan bill landed on his desk that was passed by both the House and Senate to take away firearms, he would sign that bill as president. Um, you know, so that that could be or would be a deal breaker. But that's also the importance of uh, getting at this point a Republican House and Senate to counteract even a Democrat Kennedy as a president so that uh, you're protected against, you know, a divided House doesn't always fall a divided House or Senate kind of thing is a check by having these, you know, various uh, parts of our government, you know, have full full action or activity. That is the separation of powers. That's an important part of this. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, another consideration. Okay, let me see if there's any other questions are coming. It's quiet in the chat room at our website. Hi, mom. I see you there. I uh, hope you enjoy. I think you enjoyed the show. Uh, you're good friends with Hava. Hava loves you as well. And um, we're almost at the weekend. It's uh, getting ready to be. We, we'll be live on Monday. That's our plan, right? Because that's not technically the holiday. It's July 3rd. Yeah. It'll be Independence Day Encore I, on, the, on, on the 4th. Yeah. Sounds like your microphone is good again. Okay. I give up. <laughs> I, I have no idea why, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So th we should be live on the 3rd. We'll take the fourth off okay. for the holiday. Yeah, and, very good. Uh, yeah. So maybe so, Monday uh, we'll, see we'll, test, we'll test the new system on Monday. Yeah, maybe we can do that. Let's and do of it. course, then we have, we have to do the uh, RTMP, I think it is, with uh, brighteon.tv. Yes, yeah, I can yeah, I can have a bunch of RTMPs. I've got two of okay. them already set up, so. All right. And there your microphone went again. It's just inexplicable. Yeah. So know. we're going to take a break and we'll see you guys tomorrow uh, on the AMA Zoom. If you, I did do the invite early this year, didn't I? This month? 
Yeah, it's been up Please there for a while. I did. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times I forget and I do it last minute. So this time, if you're part of the uh, patron support crowd and Leslie, I hope you can be there as well uh, for the AMA. We can talk more about the last minute details of the uh, RSB family union and a uh, big birthday for James on Wednesday. Yes. He, he's turning half a century. I understand my daughter's going to be 18 uh, and uh, the country's going to be a lot older than that. So it's lost in your email. Well, Leslie, somehow Super Don will make sure you have access to that and see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. What's Once again, thank email? you to Hava. Uh, the, probably the uh, invitation to the uh, Zoom AMA. Oh, uh, just log into Patreon. Yeah. That's all you got to okay. do. You'll yep. find it there. Okay. That's a, the most recent Sorry, post. Dude. Yeah. So, y'all, thank you for being here. Thanks to Nutritional Frontiers. Thanks as well to uh, Trinity School of Natural Health and the Health Freedom Expo and so many of the other things you can get uh, at a great deal discount uh, via the uh, various banners that are on our website at robertscottbell.com. So please take advantage of that. And uh, God willing, we'll see you. uh, For those of you that are patrons tomorrow and the rest of you on Monday or sort of on Sunday when we have Judy Mikovits and Bobbery or in for a great Sunday conversation. Dog sounded good there, Super D. Did the dog sound okay? And you sound good once again. Okay. All right. Well, Thank you for let's get out of here it. while while I'm on top here. So getting while have getting a, is good. Uh, have a good weekend. Uh, see some of you tomorrow. Back live mm-hmm. on Monday. Beautiful.